welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 227 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, formerly the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have an exciting topic, not because it's like sexy and flashy, but because it's so important and nobody talks about it. So today's topic is about adapting with time and how this really is the secret to long-term managing of your weight. And like I said, nobody talks about it. People talk about like, this is the immediate answer to all your weight loss, but that's not actually how our bodies manage weight long term. So today we're going to talk about how do you adapt over time? How do you meet yourself where you're at and get the results that you want without getting frustrated? Okay, it's going to be a good one. Just before I get going, I want to make sure if you are a physician and you're listening to this, that you have come over and joined us inside the Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. So you head over to Facebook, search thriving as a physician, and then you just have to fill out some questions to confirm for me that you are a physician. Inside this group, you get a behind the scenes look into my life. I share things there that I don't share anywhere else about my own weight loss journey, as well as you get tools and some tips and just more content. And the reason why I'm bringing it up today is over the next month or so, I'm going to be offering some really special workshops that are available free only for members of that group. And so you want to make sure that you are a member. So head over there. That's the Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. Do it now because I'm saying I'm going to be offering some workshops, but I'm recording this episode a couple of weeks ahead of when it will be released. So by the time this is released, I may actually already be advertising some of these workshops. So get over there, get in, because these ones are going to be good. We're going to be working on like changing habits. Some of the ones that you think are just so like, oh, I can never change this habit. We're going to do some workshops where you're going to change some of those in the span of the workshop. Okay. So you want in, head over to Thriving as a Physician. You do need to be a physician, either MD or DO to join us inside that group. Okay. Let's talk about weight and what it actually looks like over time. And I've been thinking about this episode for quite a few weeks because I've been noticing in my own body, things have changed. I'm not menopausal yet, but things are different. Even from the span of last year, how my body responds to changes in my eating is different. And so it's led me to think about how is it that I manage it now compared to how I would have before? And that's where this episode came from. But I can tell you what's different is that when I eat more carbohydrate type foods, I gain weight easier and faster than what I ever did. Don't we all love that? 
And then when I cut the carbohydrates out and the way I eat in the past may have resulted in weight loss, it's not necessarily doing the same thing. Or changing my diet, being very careful with my diet, it's now taking a while before I start to see weight loss. Whereas previously, maybe it would have taken a week of cleaning up my diet, getting all the carbs out, and then I would have started to take weight off. And it's not wrong. And I'm not worried about it. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, because it's just my body. My body's a year older. (laughs) I'm 40, what am I now? 44, I think. (laughs) Can't even remember turning 45 this year. It's a different body and it will continue to change as will your bodies. Every year, they're going to be different. There are going to be different challenges that come up. And that's where, you know, that false belief of once you lose weight, then you're good. Like if you figure out what helps you lose weight, then it's like a one-shot deal isn't actually true. The skill that you need is learning how to adapt over time, learning how to meet your body where it's at and adapt and figure out what it needs at that particular moment. That's a skill that you need. And that's just never really taught in most weight loss programs. I obviously teach it inside Thrive Academy and I try to demonstrate it in my own life, which is why I'm sharing this with you guys. Because one big thing that I really want to make sure is that you're not sitting there listening to this podcast thinking that I'm perfect or that my body's perfect, not in like body shape or size, because I think we've covered that, but like in the weight loss. Because weight management, long-term, I prefer weight management to weight maintenance because weight maintenance suggests that you lose weight and then you're just there and you just have to figure out how to keep you right there. For the majority of people, myself included, weight management means there's fluctuations. So like over Christmas, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, our office kind of blew up in December and all of a sudden I was working so much harder in medicine than what I have in the past years and also fitting in the coaching and the podcast and all these other things that I'm doing. And so some old eating habits came back. I ate more carbs than I usually would. Plus then you add on the holidays and I did gain a little bit of weight and that's okay. The difference is that I don't panic anymore. The difference is that I don't feel that it's a marker on my long-term success because I've developed this viewpoint that this is what bodies do. Our bodies naturally fluctuate in weight. That's what they were made to do. They weren't made to sit and stay at one number. They're made to fluctuate up and down. I happen to have a body that fluctuates up really easily. It's going to be great in a famine. And it fluctuates down a little bit more slowly. The big piece, the big skill I've learned over these years of maintaining my weight loss is that you just can't panic. No matter what's happening with your body, you just can't panic. You have to just meet it where it's at and problem solve and adapt to what's going on at that particular moment. And that's what I've been doing over these past months is initially for the month of January, I was eating quite low carb and it seemed like nothing was happening. It seemed like the scale was not moving, right? Have you been there? Where you're like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things and the scale's not moving. And the conversations I had with myself in that were, it's okay. It will. I trust that it will. I trust that long term, this works for my body. And I just need to keep going and keep being consistent with what I'm doing and not let my worry that it's not happening fast enough make me do stupid shit. (laughs) Make me do stuff that I know won't help me. I just have to focus on consistency. And then, you know, over time, like after about four weeks of being really consistent, then the scale started to move. But it's different. This is a different experience than 
last year when I chose to take a bit of weight off. The biggest thing, and the thing that I hope everybody that works with me and you listening to this podcast take away is you get to be calm even when the scale is not moving. And actually being calm and not getting all worked up is going to be your best way to figure out whatever's going on at that particular time. So think about for yourself with your own weight, with your own body, as to where is it now? What is going on right now in your own body and your own weight? And just ask yourself the question, are you making it mean that it's wrong in some way? Because this is really common in our diet culture is that we make it mean that our bodies are wrong, that they're doing something wrong when they don't just shed weight nice and easily. But when we're in this place, it messes us up. It's shooting ourselves in our own feet when we start getting into that headspace of there must be something wrong with my body because it's not changing fast enough. It's not losing enough. That person over there, their body lost weight really easily with what I'm doing and mine's not. So therefore something must be wrong. That whole mindset, that whole concept is wrong. It's just a pile of pooey. (laughs) Is that even a word? It's just a big old pile of dog poo. It just doesn't factor in. It's not real. It's something we've been sold (laughs) through diet culture, through society, and it makes us feel horrible about ourselves. So let's let it go. Let's meet our bodies where we're at, adapt to what our body needs at that moment, and stop making it mean anything about our bodies. Stop telling ourselves that something's wrong with our bodies. Because here's the thing, this is what we do. When we decide we want to lose weight, when we decide, okay, I'm going to do it this way, essentially we sign our bodies up for a contract that they had no (laughs) negotiating in. They didn't even agree to sign it. We've signed their names on it. We're like, all right, body, We're going to lose 30 pounds. We're going to do it in two months and we're going to do it eating keto. And our bodies long for the ride having had no say in it. And then say you happen to have a body like mine is right now, where even if you eat close to keto, you're not losing 30 pounds in two months. Then we get mad at the body and we're like, what the heck is wrong with you? I'm eating so carefully. I haven't touched a carb in in six weeks and you're not losing the weight that we said we were going to lose. And again, our bodies have no, no comeback to that. They don't get to be part of that conversation. It's a one-sided conversation that results in shame and frustration over a fantastic body that is doing exactly what it is supposed to do for that body with that unique set of genetics, life influences, hormonal changes. That body that you own is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. We get all up in its face and we get mad at it and be like, you should have lost two pounds this week. What the heck are you doing showing up with only half pound lost? When the reality is the whole concept of how much should have been lost and the whole time frames, they're all made up. And I'm not saying don't set goals and don't set time frames, but they don't define success. You made them up when you create them. Your body didn't make it up. You said I think it'd be reasonable if I eat this certain way. I think I could lose this amount of weight in this time frame. However, when you set those goals, you have to be flexible. You have to have flexibility to meet your body where it's at because your body is doing its own thing. 
And it's an amazing body. Our bodies, if you are alive and breathing and listening to this right now, your body is amazing. Think of all the things it does in the span of a minute inside your body. It's amazing what it does. So why do we get so up in its face about how it's going to use its energy and exactly where it's going to take fat stores from? It's ridiculous when you think about it, but we've been trained to do that. I'm not saying you're ridiculous for thinking that it comes from the diet culture we've grown up in that has been embedded in us, but let's question it and go, this whole thing is ridiculous. It makes no sense. Now, the way I like to think about this, about bodies, is thinking of a black box. So inside our bodies, there is a black box. Inside that black box are things that we will never be able to see. We don't know what's actually in our individual body's black box. There are genetics, there are hormonal influences, there are just basal metabolic rates and the things that are influencing it. There's so many different things in this black box that we don't actually have control or knowledge about. Now, where we have control is we can control what foods we eat, we can control how much we eat, we can control how much physical activity we do, we can control other variables like how much sleep we get, what we do to manage our stress. All of these things can influence what goes on inside that black box, but ultimately there's always stuff inside that black box that you're not going to have direct control over. So our inputs that we have control over get filtered through that black box and then you get the result. And if we're talking in terms of weight loss, the result will be, do you lose weight? What type of weight do you lose? Is it fat tissue, which is really the weight that we're wanting to lose? Or is it lean muscle mass, which might not be the weight that you're wanting to lose? There's outputs like what impact does what you're doing have on your basal metabolic rate? What impact does it have on your hunger hormones? There's all these other outputs that you may not actually be seeing. What impact does it have on your mood? All of these things. Now, the thing to think about is that we have to let that black box be that black box. Instead of sitting there and trying to jimmy it open with some sort of screwdriver and a crowbar and trying to like hammer it. We used to have an old car that was dying, (laughs) like so close to dying and living in Northern British Columbia, where it was very cold in the winters. This was when I was finishing up residency. The heater would only work if you smacked the dash. And then eventually it wouldn't even work if you smacked the dash. You had to pop the hood and take like the brush we used to brush the snow off the windows and use it to smack the heater fan from underneath the hood. Anyways, that's just the image I just had was smacking the dash like I used to smack the dash in my old car just to try to get it to work better. We need to back away from all that. We need to meet ourselves where we're in control, the things that we can modify, and we need to adapt what those things are to get the results that we want without trying to monkey with what's in the black box. So when we are up in our body's face about our weight loss and we're trying to make our body wrong about how it's handling what we're doing, telling it it's not losing weight fast enough, it's not losing it from this spot well enough, it should be doing better, should be making it easier on you to keep the weight off, it shouldn't regain weight so quickly. All of these things are conversations we have with ourselves on a regular basis, but these are us being up in our body's face. And the impact it has is it creates a struggle. And this is really important. I want you to listen to me carefully. The struggle in weight is solely created by the idea that our body is not doing it fast enough. 
the struggle in your weight is created by the idea that it should have happened faster, that it should have been better. If you were to let go of those ideas and you were to just focus on what's actually in your control, guess what? The struggle goes away. There is no struggle. Over these months, like I said, the scale has not responded in the way that it used to or that I expected it to. There has not been struggle for me because the struggle comes from thinking your body's doing it wrong. Really let that sink in. That's a very different way of thinking about it than how we're taught to think about weight loss. Number two is it creates inconsistency. Just think of what you do when you're like, this isn't happening fast enough. I should have lost more weight. This isn't working. You go eat stuff that you know isn't going to help you lose weight. And that is said complete without judgment. That is a brain thing. When our brain's like, it's not working. We're going to go back to our normal. When it knows the normal didn't work, it knows the normal created the weight gain that you're wanting to get rid of. It's just a super common thought error. So telling yourself the place to intervene is the telling yourself that it's not working. That's a place that then creates an inconsistency in your eating. And then number three is it perpetuates a belief that you aren't in control. So when you're all up in like, this isn't fast enough, this should have been better, I should have done more. What that does is it just makes you feel out of control. And anytime you feel out of control in your weight loss, in your eating, that's not going to be helpful. As much as possible, when I'm working with the physicians inside Thrive Academy, what we're always talking about and always working towards is being empowered in your food choices, being empowered in your weight loss. There is no out of control. As much as you can, owning the control that you have is going to keep you on that path towards your goals. It's going to prevent you from becoming inconsistent, from going back to the old habits because you are recognizing where you're in control. I like to think of the divisions of responsibilities in eating for this. And if you are a family physician or a pediatrician, these are probably familiar to you. I'm sorry, I'm mind blanking on the person's name that came up with these. But if you look up divisions and responsibility of feeding toddlers or something similar, you'll bring up her webpage. And I apologize, I should have looked at it before. But the whole divisions of responsibility in eating is that as a parent, your responsibility is putting the food that you think is are good options and a good variety in front of your child. Your child's responsibility is then to choose what they want to eat out of that and how much so that they're respecting their body. I like to use this concept in weight loss in that you as the person with the prefrontal cortex get to choose what inputs you're going to put into that black box. You get to focus there. Your body, which is that black box, gets to choose what it wants to do with it on a given day. And that may change month to month, may change week to week, may change over the course of years. And it will change. Expecting that it's not going to is not realistic. It will change. So then what happens when you're not getting the results that you want? Just like as a parent of a toddler, when they're only eating the bread off their plate, it's not the result most of us parents want. You change what inputs you're putting in. You change what you're putting on that plate, still giving them the choice to eat what they want off the plate. So in the example for your body is if you're not getting the results that you want, it just means one of your inputs needs to change. And guess what? Nobody knows which one is the one that needs to change. You get to choose. You get to be like, what's a tweak I could make? What's one simple change I could make that's going to make a difference or that I think might make a difference, right? Because you won't know right away. You get to make a change 
then give your body a chance to respond and see if you get the result that you want. If you don't get the result that you want, then you make another change. And you're able to hold yourself in this space of being adaptable as long as you're not making your body be wrong for how it's using the inputs that you're creating. The big takeaway knowledge point is that weight management is never static. Regardless of where you are on your weight loss journey, if you still have a lot of weight you want to lose, if you've almost to your goal, if you have been maintaining weight, it is never static. There are things we can do to make the journey easier, take away the struggle, feel more confident in it. And that's really what a lot of the power of coaching is, is it helps you have that confidence and empowerment so that you can be really consistent with the changes you're making so you can adapt and tweak and figure out your combination. But you may find one combination that works and then in a couple of years, it might not work in the same way. And again, nothing's going wrong. It's a normal process that our bodies change. It's normal that in a long-term weight management, you will have to change what you're doing lots and lots of times. I've had to add in strength training, which I never used to do because I felt that I was trying to, you know, lose some muscle mass and it helps my running, obviously, which is a big thing. But also I think it's going to help long-term maintaining my weight by building more lean muscle mass. There's always going to be something else that I'm going to have to do differently or shift or change or be a little more careful, a little more aware around, just like it will be for you too. But when that happens, when you notice that happening, nothing's gone wrong. It's normal. It's how bodies are. And the key to success is meeting your body where it's at and adapting with what you need to do in that moment. Letting go of the concept of any one right way. Because even in the course of losing a lot of weight, you're probably going to change what you're doing throughout that time. It is very uncommon where the way you start losing weight is exactly what you're still doing when you reach your goal. It changes, it adapts, you change, you adapt, you become a different person in the journey. Same thing with your maintenance, you become different versions of yourself as you go through the maintenance, as you have different life events, and everything needs to change and adapt, including how you manage your weight. All right, I hope that this was really helpful for you. This might be one to go back and listen to because some of the concepts I'm getting at here are really digging at some deeply held beliefs that have been trained into us about weight loss and what it means to lose weight and what goal weights are. And so the more you listen to this and the more you loosen up those beliefs, you're going to find that feeling of struggle with your weight starts to ease away and you're going to be able to meet yourself where you're at more easily. And when you can do that, you can start creating more results in your life. Right. Have a fantastic day, guys. Remember to head over to the Facebook group, Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. Ask to join. Confirm for me that you are a physician so I know I can let you in because we're going to have some fun stuff coming up over there. Things you don't want to miss. Have a fantastic day, guys. Bye.